Hello everyone and welcome to our very first episode for Science Fiction Remnant. Today we will be discussing a book that a friend recommended to me a while ago in light of Disney's announcement that the film adaptation will be released. The book is Artemis Fowl by Oyen Colfer, published in April 26, 2001. Wow, time really does fly. Now fast forward in time and we have a trailer for a movie scheduled to be released by Disney Plus on July 12th. It is a shame that we won't be able to go see it at the theaters with the current pandemic and all. Still, I guess it is nice to be able to enjoy the movie in the comfort of your very own couch. Right now, you can get this book from your favorite book retailer. I did get my digital copy from Amazon for my Kindle and for Audible. I wanted to talk about this book in particular because the movie is about to be released and based on the trailer, I just can't wait to see it. I will definitely be posting my impressions on the movie once I see it, but I hope that Disney does the book justice. I see so many books that have been turned into movies which don't deserve the name. Before I continue with this episode, I just wanted to point out that this podcast and all future podcasts may contain spoilers. So please read the book before listening unless you do not mind hearing about the plot before reading your book. With that being said, let's dig in. The book Artemis Fowl follows the adventures of a very intelligent 12-year-old named Artemis, who discovers a whole underground world filled with mystical creatures. This part gets the D&D geek inside me excited because these creatures, for the most part, are the same creatures you may find in your typical D&D game. We have elves, dwarves, pixies, gnomes, gremlins, goblins, sprites, and demons, among others. These creatures have a technologically evolved, magically infused society that includes everywhere from the police to the military. Artemis is a criminal mastermind. This is why, while I was reading this book, I felt as if I was rooting for the villain. Totally had me in the twilight zone here because I usually like to root for the hero. I find myself shocked by how cold and calculated this 12-year-old is. I know that if I ever meet a 12-year-old like Artemis in the street, I will definitely run the other way. This kid is definitely no joke. Artemis has been known for fooling every psychologic and psychiatric test by professionals. This is scary if you think about it because Artemis could be crazy and no one will be able to prove it. However, his actions are those of a genius. Artemis is a genius and a billionaire whose family fell into bad fortune. Because of this, he devises a plan to restore his family's fortune. This plan, however, includes the capture and eventually kidnapping of one of the mystical creatures, an elf, Captain Holy Short, who is a Commodore of Leprechaun. I totally love to play on the word leprechaun in this book. It sounds as if you're saying leprechaun, but leprechaun spells L-E-P, recon, is a recon and reconnaissance division of the lower element police, like the FBI for the magical world. Captain Short was investigating Artemis' criminal activity when she got kidnapped by him. Artemis not only asks for gold in exchange for Captain Short, but he uses the kidnapping to exploit the magical fairy people. Talk about a villain. 
You have to give it to Mr. Oyen Colfer to create a story, at least in the first book, where the reader actually roots for the bad guy. After Artemis succeeds in kidnapping Captain Short, with help from his loyal servant and protector, Domoboy Butler, or as Artemis calls him, Butler, Artemis is about to start a cross-species war. A couple of things that call my attention in this story. First, Haven City seems to be like the New York for the magical world. I can feel that we'll get a chance to see the city based on what I saw in the movie trailer. This city is packed with all kinds of magical creatures going around their individual lives. You get a glimpse of the city in the book, but it'll be interesting to see how Disney will display it. This is actually really exciting because you are going to be able to see all the different creatures. Um, and again, the D&D lover in me will love to see those um, elves and trolls going about in the city. The next thing I find interesting in this story is Butler, Dumbleboy Butler. He is a certified badass. Definitely the muscles in the story. Butler is willing to give up his life, no matter how big the odds are, to defend Artemis. Butler is trained in multiple forms of combat and comes from a long line of butlers who have served the Fowl family in the past. Butler is so badass, he is known for having taken down a troll, although he was wearing an armor. Now, if you're not familiar with trolls in this universe, they are the most dangerous creatures due to their uncontrollable aggression. Since they have no fear, they will not mind to eat, kill, or destroy anything in their path. As a sci-fi lover myself, I just could not believe that I never heard of this book before. I looked up the reviews in Google and sites like Goodreads, and I am welcome with comments like, this is the best book ever. I might not agree this is the best book ever, but I would have to say this is a phenomenal book, a great read. And although it starts slow, it suddenly just grabs me and did not let me go. Now, I would love to hear from you guys. What do you think about Artemis, the main character of this story, be a villain? Do you think he's a villain in book one? What are your best moments of this book? Do you agree with my thoughts? Well, this is the end of the show for now. Please do let me know if you liked the episode and if you have any ideas about which topics you would like me to discuss in the next episode. For now, see you next time. This is Science Fiction Remnants signing off. Thank you.